Audio Hop Podcasts. This episode of Fabulous at 50 podcast is brought to you in association with Serona Hygiene, an award-winning startup best known for its flagship product Peabody, India's first female urination device. It is a simple disposable paper device that allows women to stand and pee in dirty and unfriendly toilets. For more female hygiene products, visit thesirona.com. Hello and welcome to the Fabulous at 50 podcast, the show that's all about being fabulous at 50 plus. With me is the author of Feisty at 50, Sudha Menon. Hi, Jadeep. Hi, Sudha. How are you? I'm good. And you? I'm great. I'm doing great. So, let's talk about this next chapter, The Great Midlife Divide. And you've mentioned something in here called The Great Wall of Silence. What's that? Um, do you have... Uh, is, is your mother around uh, her 50s? A little older, yes. Okay. And is there a wall of silence in your house? Have you noticed the wall of silence between uh, the parents? Sometimes, yeah. yeah. They don't so talk that, very much. Yes. So, that's exactly what I mean mm-hmm. by the great wall of silence. Mm. So, towards towards the time when men and women or partners or mm. uh, married couples uh, reach their 40s, late 40s and their 50s, uh, is the time the house becomes really quiet and mm. silent. And it's um, for a lot of things, you know. And I think the most important thing is that uh, the man in the house at that point is, uh, I think, going into the phase when we, we don't talk about it a lot um, uh, in our society. But, you know, men also have andropause, like women have menopause. Mm. And it is something that most people don't talk about. It uh, manifests itself uh, in the form of uh, your man coming home from work and um, moping around a bit, sitting on the sofa and watching TV endlessly and basically not talking. Right. And for me, the thing is that uh, I have a friend who, from the time I was 40, she's been sending me, she's been selling me this idea that life begins at 40. Mm-hmm. And now I'm 52 and I'm still waiting for that life to begin <laughs> at uh, uh, 40. Mm. And I think she's conned me and I, I have a bone to pick with her about this. Yeah, so the great wall of uh, silence is what is uh, the most dominant thing uh, in my house uh, just now. Most women realize uh, at some point in their life, that uh, the tall, dark and uh, silent type that you fell in love with in your 20s and probably married or had a relationship um, continues to be just that, you know, silent. Mm -hmm. And that silence (laughs) bites your behind every time you look forward to an evening of maybe meet people, socialize, while all your man wants to do is to wear his comfortable uh, baggy pajamas and um, banyan and sit at home. That Mm -hmm. That is what he wants. And you are secretly uh, throwing hate darts at him because you are looking forward to going out for uh, a romantic dinner. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the impression I got from the chapter was that, you know, when you talk about the great midlife divide, it's actually a gender divide that has become more prominent. I think so. You know, in, in many ways, I think so. Because um, like I said, uh, for every woman who has menopause and midlife crisis, a man also has midlife crisis you know he's he's tired hmm. he's working very hard but basically he is going out he's tired of working hard of proving himself every day there is so much competition happening what he is looking forward to is to coming home and being comfortable in his home and just being in a space where he's accepted and nourished and uh, not judged 
ironically enough that's the ta- exactly the same time she becomes more aware of uh, you know the things that life holds out for her the promises that there are and the things that she can do with her life mm. that's also when she becomes more aware of her appearance she does things for herself she spends time and effort on herself to look good feel good that's the ta- exactly the same time when the man seems to let go mm. you know so he is happy to come home and i know for hasel dari for instance will come home he will have his chai uh but not before he's uh, gone into the bedroom and gotten into his i think what is a 20 year old pair of pajamas mm. uh, and his favorite uh, white t-shirt and we have this thing going on i say you know let us not do this let us just be nicely dressed even at home and it's nice to be take that effort for each other dress well i have consciously decided that when he comes home i i would like to be there and sit and have a cup of tea with him i'd also like to see partners who are more caring this this is how you show thoughtfulness isn't it you Correct. shouldn't impose your uh, shoddy self on mm-hmm. somebody and mm-hmm. i i tell him that dress for yourself it makes you feel good and so now we have gotten out of that stage thankfully uh, after much uh, discussion and um, what we do now is he's very very attached to his old comfortable familiar uh, clothes mm-hmm. and now we have come to the understanding that i will trim his wardrobe as we go along when he's not looking he says it breaks my heart when you throw away my comfortable pajamas and my t-shirts so that's our little um, trade secret ongoing spat so yes, yes yes so we we avoid the spat now because i get rid of those things when he's not looking no okay. he's he's okay that's with great. that he's okay with that uh, in the book you know uh, there's a very important uh, point in the chapter where you finally come to the realization of how to be happy and this was something that a friend told you Yes so the very same friend who told me about life beginning at 40 so we have this long conversations about life and love and everything in between and um, over the last few years we've been uh, you know spending a lot of time doing this and one day she told me when i was when i was telling her you know women went a lot to each other we are not looking for solutions we just talk about what's happening in our lives uh, and all of that and then one day she told me you know happiness is not something that you find in somebody else learn to look for happiness within you mm. you know don't mm. don't put the onus or don't put the responsibility of your happiness on somebody else because it's a very heavy load to carry for the person you are burdening that uh, responsibility with yes. so she says a lot of women do make this mistake a lot of women um, make their men responsible for their happiness and for their fulfillment and for a lot of other things and it is a big big load for the man he is he doesn't want it maybe he doesn't want you know so i thought about it and i said this makes this really makes sense because we live in a world where we all have so much to do and we are responsible for so many other things and you don't want to be burdened with somebody else's happiness and right. fulfillment so i thought about a lot about it a lot and then i said uh, i'm going to practice this and so i started project finding happiness and in my mind i slotted it as that and over the last almost a year i have been practicing this and i've realized how much it helps you yourself and how much it helps your partner hmm. to not be burdened hmm. by this you know so what i'm doing for my happiness is like learning new things as a kid i always i, I was a very shy and kind of Uh, reclusive kid mm-hmm. and i f- i found my escape in books and i found my escape in movies i would love watching movies and i would uh, love to see all these good looking men and curvaceous women mm-hmm. uh, you know running around uh, 
uh, chasing each other uh, around the bushes and singing songs and sitting in uh, shikaras and mm. you know all of that i used to love seeing all of that and some day i would think that i would like to be doing that doing you know that. i would like to be doing that so i've always had this thing that i would one day act in mm. whatever it is in some way but i would love to act mm. and so 6 months ago i went and joined the theater group oh, and uh, for there is an entire theater workshop and i did that it mm. was just a one day thing it mm. was just mm. fun a lot of people who wanted to act mm. but it was professionally done conducted by a professional theater person uh, and i i just found so much happiness doing that you know mm. and um, also secretly was very very kicked because at the end of the day there was a guy who was making a play and he said you know you are doing a great job and i have a small role in this play that's coming up and would you like to do it i never followed up on it because i'm always busy doing some book project or the other but it gave me that sense of fulfillment and it gave gave me that feeling that i'm on the right path i've done other things to find happiness you know i have been bonding with my mother i bonding with i've been bonding with my sister i've been spending a lot of time with my friends mm-hmm. you know and Uh, when women get together we don't always talk about uh, you know contrary to what people think women don't gossip mm-hmm. women don't only gossip we yes we there is occasional harmless gossip but mostly we talk about a lot of things we talk about relationships we talk about our parents we talk about our children we talk about the men in our lives and um, over the last few months we were talking about you know uh, about parents for instance mm-hmm. the when we reach our 50s and 60s it's also the time when our children are grown up and you know left the home but it's also the time when your parents have aged mm-hmm. they have suddenly aged and they need you mm-hmm. you know and so we have talked about how your happiness lies now also in being there for your parents right. you know giving them that reassurance that you will be there for them to do the same things that they did for you mm-hmm. you know uh, help them charter the journey of life especially when it's so difficult Correct. being being old and aging is a very difficult thing you know especially in a world where aging is young people are so much at a premium you know mm-hmm. youth is at a premium Correct. and aging is difficult for people mm. so my friend told me something that has sort of left an impression on me and she has said that you don't want to be in a situation one day where you are not there for your mother or your father mm. when she or he needed you mm. you don't want to you know it's she said that it is when your parents die when your parents pass away that you finally have to grow up mm. because then when your parents are not there there is nobody to run to when you are in trouble Correct. and these things you know these conversations have made uh, uh, an impression uh, on me i lost my father 4 years ago and uh, it changed it changes your life in a way you can't you you cannot set the clock back mm. at all mm. and i grieved a lot my mother grieved a lot and all of that that is when the gender divide thing also came into my mind because around the same time that my father passed away was also when my husband's mother passed away mm-hmm. and um, he seemed to get on with his life much faster than i did you know he went back to work uh, within the week uh, in a week and uh, overtly it seemed like he had gotten over it and that he had coped with it but and all was fine till one day about 2 months after her passage um, i just saw him crumble one day and just cry and cry and cry it was like a river of tears that is when i realized how difficult it was for a man to 
cope with these things because a man has always most men are told that they cannot cry and mm. that it's not manly to cry mm -hmm. and that they cannot show uh, uh, emotion because that's also not a manly thing to do right that's a very keen observation you make in the book also where you've actually spent time discussing men and men's issues yes i th i th i think that that is a part of uh, the growing up together mm. thing you know mm. um, all the conditioning and all the stereotypes that we have we have told men you cannot cry mm. we have told men you cannot dress in a particular way you have we have told men that you uh, if you if you show emotion you are effeminate mm. these are all big crosses to bear for a man you know you are you are putting so much pressure so the very pressure that you are putting on women by saying that you can't wear pants and be bossy because then you are acting like a man mm. the very same thing works for men, men. isn't it yeah. we are telling them you can't cry you can't show emotion uh, you can't be gentle you can't be so many things because that will make you effeminate mm. so i think around the time uh, your uh, great wall of silence happens is mm. also the time where there is an opportunity for you to sit together and understand each other better and uh, find way to grow together find so, ways to find joy yeah. in your life so tell our listeners about how you and hasled harry have bridged this divide so a lot of conversation happened after my conversations with my friends i kind of gradually understood how my man was you know what mm. was his situation mm. and what is the situation of other men in their mm. uh, 50s and 60s and we sat down together and we decided that we would do things that gave us shared joy you know th this is we realized that this is a journey that has to be shared we have to figure out how to charter that shared journey together Correct. and we realized that the way to do it is to have shared interests so what we do now is we have the occasional we we still haven't come to the stage where we go out on for dinner every week but we do that two times a month maybe mm -hmm. uh, we go and meet some friends uh, if there is a good play in town we do that but more than anything else on an everyday basis or at least three or four uh, times a week we play scrabble and it is such a joyous thing because uh, there is no television because that is uh, that is the way we avoid talking to each other because television doesn't need any uh, you know communication right. you just uh, you just it. yeah stare at the screen mm. so now we play scrabble we are trying to learn chess together and we have decided that they, we will both learn some musical instrument and we are enjoying this phase uh, of our life so if i could distill the uh, essence of the chapter it would be this that if you want to bridge the great midlife divide you've got to do it together we have to yeah it's a, like i said it's a shared journey hmm. and finding peace together is a much more joyous uh, uh, thing than to do things alone Suda, that, that's my thing. That's wonderful. Sudha, thank you very much for your insights into this. And we'll be back next week with yet another chapter and yet another episode of Fabulous at 50. Until then, stay feisty and stay fabulous. <laughs>